Time for Talk of the Town with Lisa Kay. Here we are on Talk of the Town. It's Lisa Kay back in for another visit with my friends from the Mankato Clinic. We've got pediatrician Dr. Katie Smentek in with us. How are you? I'm great, thanks. I think the last time I had you on, you were on, we were on the phone together, so it's so nice to have you in the studio. Yes, I think it was probably a COVID kid something. It always is. (laughs) It seems like that. And I'm always happy when I have people that um, will come into the studio because A, it sounds better and B, we get to see each other's faces and have these great uh, conversations about what's going on in your world. Well, first of all, pediatrician. So we need to talk a little bit first before we get into the the meat and potatoes of what we're going to talk about today of current issues that you're facing and things you would like to tell people as a pediatrician serving our community. Okay, so here's the big thing for right now is don't wait until September 1st to book your sports physical or your kindergarten exam. Call now, book it for the summer so that you're ready to go. That's what you're doing. That's you're, my big push. Right okay, now. getting people in sports physicals and you need those every, I think it was what, three years? Or every something? three years. Okay. Yep. And what's different? Between a sports physical and a regular physical? Not much. Um, We do a little bit more focus on your musculoskeletal system. Mm -hmm. So we check your arms and your legs and your neck. And then we ask about uh, family history and risk, specifically about cardiac problems. Oh, okay. So that we don't, we try to avoid those emergency cardiac events that happen that you hear those one in a million. Yeah. yeah. That's what we're trying to, to tease out ahead of time. Okay. And can those or the kindergarten checks be combined with a well-child check at the same time? Yes. They can. It's okay. easiest to do it all at one time. That's what's a parent. I just was always so confused. Like, well, is it separate than this or is it just a more... Same thing, just more paperwork. Just ask for both. Yes. At the same time. You got it. Perfect. Well, thanks for that. Yeah. Uh, we should be thinking about that as we head towards the summer and all of the other things. I'm sure I'm going to be talking to somebody about sunscreen pretty much. <laughs> yes, please. Up also sunscreen. <laughs> also sunscreen. And spray. <laughs> That too. Yes. Uh, but why Marie sent you today, I'm so excited, is um, I'm learning a little bit more about um, some of the clinical trials and clinical research that's going to be done here in our area. Yes. And a lot of times we don't even realize. I've I've done things before with the medical community and I know how important research is. I mean, that's how we make advances, right? Yes. Everything that we do for patients comes from a study that was done in the past. Yeah, and so every new innovation, polio vaccine, right? Exactly, every new innovation that comes out is because people did research on it previously. And where does the research normally happen, and how do we get it to come here, and why would it come here? Great question. So normally, research is done in large academic institutions. Think the University of Minnesota or Harvard or Mm -hmm. places like that. Um, That's a great place to find rare diseases that have small populations of people that have that problem. But there are some really common disorders like asthma Mm. um, where they would rather have a large population from people all over the country. So not just a thousand people that live in Philadelphia, because that'll tell you how that study how that medicine works in Philadelphia. Sure. But maybe those patients are all very similar. Mm. So they so a researcher would rather have a hundred in Minnesota and a hundred in Philadelphia and a hundred in California and a hundred in New Mexico. So take asthma for uh, an example. Yes. Are we focusing on maybe our air quality is different here. Maybe we have different pollen here. Maybe we have different things that affect people. Right. Okay. And people's heritage, you know, we have oh. naturally more Scandinavian people here versus yeah. more Hispanic people versus Right. More, yeah. Oh, okay. So now we're we're moving into bringing some of that here. Is this relatively new as far as clinical trials or trials going on here? 
It is. It's relatively new. Now, the Mayo Clinic is one of those major centers. Mm-hmm. So that so Rochester is a place that does these procedures or okay. these you know research projects. Um, but what is sort of newer in the research industry is bringing research projects into primary care clinics. Oh, okay. So that's rather than you going to an academic center or the Mayo Clinic, those research people will come to your clinic, set up shop, and do their research right where you're at. Oh, wow. Which is amazing. So the Mankato Clinic um, partnered with a group called Javara. And what they do is they're sort of right in the middle. So they get input from huge, like Merck and Johnson & Johnson and um, Harvard Medical School. They go. They get information from these big places that have these studies mm-hmm. that are looking for small sites. And then they partner with small clinics around the country to provide just a little chunk of that research in those areas. So I don't have to find a thousand people with asthma. I have to find 35 people with asthma Mm. who can, and then I bring that information and a hundred sites each have 35 people. And then you have your full, your full study, full study. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And so does that mean that somebody from Javara is going to be here? Yes. So we have a staff of four, that are at the Children's Health Center full-time. They're full-time employees of Javara. um, And they do all of the legwork. So they um, find ways to identify the patients. They screen them to see if they're right for the study. They enroll them in the study. They they say, okay, I have an appointment with this patient for you at 2 o'clock on Friday. And I meet with the patient and then they do all the paperwork and they write it up and they follow up with well, the that patient. that sounds lovely. It's okay. amazing. <laughs> like that is the best way to, because I'm still doing all my full yeah, pediatrician full work. caseload, yes. right. Um, but what they really need is someone to identify patients that might be a good fit and then do the sort of doctor oversight mm-hmm. that's needed. What kind of uh, complications or challenges do you find as uh, a physician with, Finding the people and having those conversations. How would you start that conversation with somebody if they have what they're looking for in the clinical trial? And how do you overcome some of those? I'm sure you get like, I'm not being part of a study. I'm not being, there's a little bit of absolutely yes. that comes with that. And, and we do it very carefully. Um, so one nice thing about this type of, of approach to studies is that when, when Javara reaches out to them and says, Dr. Smentek is in charge of this study, and she thinks you would be a good fit for it. Okay. That's much easier to accept than a stranger calling and saying, "Right, we got your name from an online... (laughs) Yeah, right away we're like, no. No, I I don't know who you are, and I don't know what that's about. But when, when you can tie it to your provider, your physician who who thinks this is legit, there's a lot more buy-in to people say, okay, tell me more. Mm -hmm. Give me more about it. The other important thing is our, the type of research that we're doing, it's all phase two, phase three. So we're not doing any, is this going to give you a third eyeball? You know, it, right, it, it's, right. it's already been tested safe. Okay. And now the part of research that we do is, is it better than what the standard is? Okay. So, for example, we're doing a study for asthma right now, mm-hmm. which is why I brought up asthma. Sure, before, sure. So right now... If you have an asthma attack, 
or you get short of breath or tight, you take your albuterol. Mm-hmm. And that's that rescue inhaler that you see people take. You know, they shake yep. it and they puff. Um, and then that relieves your asthma. Well, what the what prior studies have shown is that you should be taking as an inhaler with albuterol, but also with a controller, like they call it an inhaled steroid. So it's it's like the medicine that people with asthma take in the morning and the night. Okay. But what they find is if you take it when you're having an asthma attack, it actually helps better than if you just take the albuterol alone. Oh. Is that? Are you yeah. Up? yeah. Yeah. So what this manufacturer did is put both of those medicines in the same inhaler. You're getting both at the same time. You're getting both instead of having to carry around two inhalers. Right. So this study compares, we put half of the people just on regular, their usual albuterol inhaler, Mm -hmm. and we take the other half of people and put them on this new combined inhaler, and then we see who gets better, who has less asthma attacks. Right. And so if you can get that cutting edge medication that's already been proven safe and effective. It's already recommended that we be treating asthma patients like this, but you only have to carry one inhaler instead of two. Nice. Right. So safe, proven effective. We're just trying to prove that this medicine works the way that they think it does. And so what do they do with the results that you provide back to them? So the uh, company that's doing the study will say, is this inhaler that we designed better than the standard of care, the albuterol alone. Mm -hmm. And so if they prove it is, then they'll market that new medicine as a new, as a better inhaler. And then that medicine will go on the market for me in five years or two years or whatever to say, here, this is the medicine you should be using, not Mm. the one you were before. Okay. So it's a better advance in medicine because these people volunteered to to do this. Right. And you would volunteer. That's not something that, I mean, if they get the letter that says Dr. Smentek feels like you'd be, you know, great for this trial. Right. You're volunteering. There's no pressure. Right. I don't, I am not going to be, you know, swayed one way or the other if you do the study or not. But if you're interested, great. Um, It's free to participate in studies. So you're not paying for that new high-tech medication. It's provided to you. bonus, right? Right. It's a huge bonus. Um, you also get compensated for your time, so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so you get a, you get it's not a huge stipend, but you get paid a little. But for I the didn't time. know how that worked. All these so if you're involved in a clinical trial, that's if things are provided to you, you're providing the information back. There's right. an exchange of yeah goods and services yep. there, right? And another benefit of this these types of research is let's say that you're between insurances or you don't have insurance right. and you are not you can't afford your inhaler. That doesn't matter with research you are going to get that inhaler treatment regardless of your ability to pay or to 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 get medical care. right so as a as a provider do you get uh, your your patients come to you and say are there any clinical trials i mean is, does it work backwards I, in pediatrics not so much okay i don't think people are really aware that that's happening in other specialties that's very common like okay. for say cancer treatment okay people will say i have a cancer diagnosis what's What's the newest thing I can? Yeah. What's available? What can what's I? What's available? What can I try? Okay. So, so in pediatrics, it's it's a fresher conversation, right? We have to bring it up a little a little bit more active. Okay. And what types? Um, other than are, is the asthma trial the only one that's you're kind of working on right now? It's the one active one we have. We also have one in process for a brand new um, infant vaccine for pneumonia. Okay. Um, and it's uh, 
similar to a vaccine that we already give to every two, four, and six-month-old. But the idea is that the the science behind it is more advanced, and so it works more effectively. So mm-hmm. it's even better than the one that we're giving now. That one's a smaller study. We only have a few people enrolled in that one, um, and we're hoping as that gets uh, rolling that we'll be able to offer that to more and more. So again, if you can prevent terrible pneumonia yeah. with the vaccine we already provide, but a better version, we're going to do that. Right. And how do we know if we don't, you know, if we don't if, try, if we don't try and right. get better. So. And again, proven safe. So I'm not, I would never do anything or offer a study that I thought had a risk that wasn't worth it right. to my patients. Right. You know, if I thought this was a risky pr- study, I would say absolutely not. And I get offered studies all the time. Are there risky studies? Well, the or phase one just- studies you're not necessarily risky, but you don't really know what the outcome's going to be. Yeah, phase one. That's... Right, phase one. I, I, as a community doctor, I, that's not my role. Okay, is to do these phase one, brand new. We think it's going to work, but we're not sure. Studies. Right. I'm more the. We know it works. We just want to see on a larger scale the proof. Right. That's right. my. That's my role. And then, are there people? I assume that it doesn't work for, and it kind of probably depends on the type or their, their situational. Yep. Yep. And that's why we're doing the studies, because we need to prove. And and there are absolutely studies where you get to the end and you're like, well, I guess albuterol actually was better. (laughs) And then they know and then they don't, you know, they don't go down that road. They try another route. So they uh, now I've been told you're a study investigator. What does that mean? So I am the principal investigator in Mankato for this Javara program. So that means I'm the main physician that oversees all of the research. Okay. In, our, in our and this is is this just focusing on pediatric right now or? I do pediatrics primarily mm-hmm. um in pediatrics you can kind of fudge it a little you know maybe up to 21 22, oh sure you yeah. Know, yeah we the physiology <laughs> you know how your body works the same sort of I way I got a 25 you know 20 21 year old that that yeah. you could argue I, just like sometimes in some capacity yes still a in, child in the most loving way <laughs> in the most loving way <laughs> Um, we do have, so right now I have five sub investigators and that is a combination of pediatricians and adult doctors. Um, so if studies come forward that are more for adult things, we would funnel them that direction. Okay. And we're hoping to, to engage more doctors in, in all aspects of the clinic to be interested in maybe taking on a study. And will this company, will they end up, Javara end up maybe coming with something else for yes. geriatrics. Yep. Who Every knows? week yeah. I get new. Do you think anyone in the clinic would be interested in this? Do you think anyone in okay. would be, there's a new screening for a certain type of cancer. Would any family practice doctors be interested? Do you think it's got value? Okay. Um, I'm trying to think. So of that's something. another thing that you've added to your caseload, having to, you know, take a look at all of those things. Yes, yes or no. Wow. And that's the benefit is having lots of friends at the clinic that mm-hmm. you can call up or send an email and say, is this something or is this nothing? Yeah. Right. <laughs> and they'll let me know. Oh, interesting. Are we contracted to have that here for a certain amount of time? Are they just here until they're not here anymore? They're here they... until as long as we can make this successful. Okay. Yeah. And, and so... the hope is to just keep building and building right. so that we can offer different opportunities all the time. So I think this is a good chance to let people that might come to Mankato Clinic know that you might hear about these. You might hear about clinical trials. You yes. Hear. Yes. Don't be surprised if you get an email or a letter or a phone call. And don't be afraid. And don't be afraid. Yeah. It's not a crank call. It's not right. someone fishing. It's a real person 
who's reached out to your doctor who has suggested that right and you then might be but you could always reach out to your provider and discuss these things right absolutely have. yes and you can also go to the Mankato Clinic website and look up clinical research and and all the information is there as well just to sort of validate right. that this is a real a real thing well i think we hear we hear, hear the term clinical research all the time but very few of us have ever been a part of it or really know what it is right and to have it right here in Mankato you don't have to travel an hour and a half to find the newest cutting yeah. edge research. And there are benefits. Uh, we talked about the benefits. Maybe you don't have to pay for it, you yeah. know, and maybe it works better. And, and maybe it works That's better. a win-win right yeah. there. When you have to go back to paying for it, then, you know, sorry about that. Yeah, but. sorry about that. But, <laughs> but, you know, and there's also sort of an altruistic component, too, that you're doing something for future generations. Are, that yeah. you, the, the time you put into this is going to benefit people. Just like you said, the polio vaccine. Yeah. That was a risk that people took, and look what it's done for our world now. Yeah. And so hopefully these studies we're doing now down the road are going to have lasting effects. So interesting. So if we have more information that we need or want to ask any more questions, uh, the website's the best resource The website's for the us? best way. Always you can talk to your Mankato Clinic provider, too, if you have any. Perfect. Any well, questions or you're interested or you're wondering what's out there. We'll put all of this in the show notes underneath uh, on KTOE.com on the podcast page. And when you find that, you'll be able to click off and uh, get some more information. Did we miss anything today? Anything else you want to cover? I don't think so. Just making sure that everybody knows that that this is oversight by Mankato Clinic physicians at every step of the way. Mm -hmm. So don't, you know, you should. While people always wonder about safety and um, efficacy and well-being, you are very closely monitored through all these studies. Anything that we think is potentially a side effect or a negative effect, we will jump on that right away mm -hmm. and we will take care of you. Again, I'm not going to do any study that I'm worried right. is going to be more risky than beneficial. Perfect. Well, thank you for all the information. That's really cool. Yeah, it's, it's super interesting. I, you know, was a science major in college and yeah. I went to a residency that was very research focused and you know and I said oh I'm going to move back to my hometown and I kind of thought I'd be giving that part of the scientific world up so to be able to bring it back and say Here it comes. Hey, I get to do this again it's it's awesome well I can't wait to hear more about what you're doing with it and so please keep us uh, yeah, if informed I, if I have any results I'll come back and yeah you know. please absolutely do our time with Mankato Clinic today uh, we've got pediatrician Dr. Katie Smentek in talking a little bit about clinical research once again information on the KTOE website on the podcast page show notes right underneath this Katie thank you so much yeah thank you